So yeah, speaking of big words. Yeah. Like dilapidated. Uh, like dilapidated. Oh my god. <laughs> That's an easy one. No, it's not. It is. So did I tell you that Savannah called me? Was like, you're such a goober. Like, that's a word. And I was like, shut up, Savannah. Anyways, yeah, thank you, Savannah. It's because you're smart and no words. Proceed. Savannah doesn't. Savannah doesn't listen to the podcast. At any that rate, hurts my feelings. Um, I okay. So it's very, <laughs> it's very apparent on the podcast that I suck with English, right? So um, I just don't. We just. I just don't come from a family who has a strong background in English. No, fair enough. At all. So it's just. It is what it is. So my brother went above and beyond and you, you know how my my brother it's yeah. my brother i yeah. mean if you don't I, know my brother yes yeah 4.0 undergrad uh-huh. or no four yeah he graduated like 13th out of like 400 students in yeah. high school then he got a 4.0 in undergrad a 4.0 in med school and now he's like the top resident at duke but anyway like big doctor boy yeah, he's a fucking nerd. So I appreciate it. Yeah. So he would try and insult me with these like big ass words and I would just yeah. laugh. I would just laugh and I'm just like, bro, you can't insult me if I don't understand what you're saying. You think that's <laughs> the insult in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> Whatever. What kind of words would he use? Oh fuck like I remember. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I could probably call him and he'll come up with something. But at any rate, but anyway, speaking of the family, um, my dad broke his ankle. What the fuck, <laughs> Gregory? What did you do? <laughs> what did he do? Did he step in like a pothole or some shit? Oh my Gopher god! Gopher hole? No, no. Oh no, it's worse. He, did he trip over he, the dog? <laughs> no, the, the the dog did blow his knee out. Um, <laughs> did I tell you that story? No. Oh shit. You're fucking dead. Dude. <laughs> I also caught a running oh. chainsaw. Did I tell you that one? No. Oh, Jesus okay. Jesus Christ. There's so many um, like, stressful, your dad related stories. <laughs> so he broke his ankle. Apparently, yeah. I don't I don't know the full story. I, I called him while he was operating the dozer, so I didn't get the full story out of him. Okay. All I know is he was in a tree uh-huh. trying to get in a tree. He's 57, trying to get in a tree. Oh, Because he, he, he sent a picture of his little boot right the boot you always wear and he's like my toes are cold and i broke my ankle and i'm like and my brother and i were like what the fuck so i called him and uh all i know is that he was trying to climb a tree so he was on like the first branch and something about he was trying to use the lawnmower to get up the tree but the person operating the lawnmower didn't know how to work the lawnmower because they're like the the stand they're not the sit down with with the two little bars they're like the stand behind sulky Mm -hmm. um pro yeah um professional lawnmowers there we go so the guy didn't know how to work it so my dad was like you're a fucking idiot just like back it up the guy's like how do i back it up so my dad had to let go of the first branch that he was holding on to because he couldn't hold on any longer and when he did i guess he didn't land right he landed flat-footed on the ground so that little ball on your ankle on the inside (sighs) he put a i think he said a hairline Mm. fracture through it yep yep and so he he landed and he was like that oh. apparently there was a snap and so the guy was like you broke something and my dad's like yeah i think so too but he apparently landed on a tree branch but anyway he was like no like my f- ankle really hurts i really think i did something so when he went to the doctors the doctor poked a little ball on his on his ankle and my dad was like hey let's not do that again <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. I was, like, I was like, did it bring a tear to your eye? Like, did you start? He was like, no. So, so he broke his ankle. 
Um, he said he, he said he has to be in the boot for like two weeks, but it's like super super hairline fracture. So at any rate, that's okay. all I know. Well, Something that could about have been his... a heck of a lot worse. Um, but I would like to say the moral of the story is that he is a 57 year old man, not a squirrel. Should not be in a tree. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. So I was like, at this point in my life, I'm just like, I can't. I, I, there's nothing I can do. It's just like, well, you you did the right thing. When he was younger, he would he would have been like, fuck that, and he would have went like a week without going to the doctor, and okay, that would have been a nightmare. So now, so now he's a responsible adult, and he went to the I'm doctor. I'm so proud. So, so the dog blew out his knee. He oh was um, in the yard with my dog, his dog, which is a hundred pound. She's heavier set. Hundred pounds. She's a hefty girl. Lab Something. border collie pit mix. So a dog. She's huge. A She's dog. huge. So apparently my dad was walking around in the yard and the dog was having the zoomies and like she's yeah. got a lot of weight behind her and she goes really fucking fast. So she's like zooming all around the yard and apparently he was walking and she came up behind him and clipped his leg. Oh no. And like like I don't know if she came in I think she came in from the I don't know how she did this, but apparently, like, she came in from the back, clipped his leg, his feet went out from underneath him, and he, like, slammed his back on the ground and, like, blew out his knee and was, and he had to, like, hobble his ass, like, like, hop. Like, he could not put any pressure on his, like, knee. And if he says he can't put any pressure on his knee, he can't put any pressure on his knee because he would have if he could have. So he had to literally hop back inside. I don't remember what the end result was. I don't think he had surgery, but he had to like wear a, a little knee brace for a while. Bless his heart. Oh my goodness. Yep. And then he was in a tree with a chainsaw. And of course it wasn't like he was properly harnessed. And he bought like this really, really, really nice, like like ridiculous horsepower, like 60, 36 inch bar um, chainsaw. And it was brand new. Uh-huh. And he dropped it. Uh-huh mid using it uh-huh. so as it was i guess still going he caught it because he was like that thing's like i guess like three four five hundred dollars i don't know he caught it and it ripped his hand open so you want to know what he did kept using the chainsaw i'm sure he he oh he kept going right yeah but then when he got home he cleaned it got super glue out yep. of the cabinet oh my god poured it into his hand and just kind of smushed his hand together and let it dry Yep. And then that was it. Yep. Weirdly enough, he does not have a scar on his hand. Yep. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah. When I when I got my thumb cut, they should have super glued it, but uh, they waited too long because I didn't go to the emergency room because I wasn't bleeding to death, but right. I needed it stitched and they should have super glued it, but they wait, they left me in the waiting room for four hours. So oh, that's the, that's yeah. the limit. Yeah. So I was like, oh no, you're going to actually have to stab me. This sucks. Ah. So yeah, that one, never. Ha. Yeah. Mm. But do you want to hear the story about how I tricked my dad and go to the Twin Peaks? Like actual it's, Twin Peaks? Oh, Hooters. That's what like you the mean. Hoot- Hooters Twin Peaks. Sure. Twin Peaks is like a Hooters. I didn't know that. Okay, sure. Tell me. I've never been to a Hooters. I don't know. Yeah, but you know what a Hooters Yeah, I mean, I know what a Hooters is, but I've never been. You're a, you're a half what? gay. I know. You've never been to Hooters? Never been. Bro. Yeah. We're going. What do you mean? Can we, if, we, if we do that, can we go to the goth Hooters in Texas? I would prefer that. <sighs> That would make me much happier. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a goth hooters in Texas. Shut the fuck up. You mean to tell me there's there's big titty goth girls yes. in Texas? Yes, there what? are. What? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I mean, goth. it's not actually hooters, but it's like known as goth hooters. Not goth go. hooters restaurant, Texas. Stop. Bombshells restaurant. Hell yeah. <gasps> Sold. <laughs> That's what I want to do. 
Are there any haunted places in, in Texas? Yes. Texas we can go to and also it's Oh my god. I told you. Yep. I'm okay. Sold. Well, that's good. Okay. Anyways, All right, um, cool. uh, so so Twin Peaks is like the Appalachian Hooters. Let's go with what that. The I fuck? think. Oh, I think no. that's that's like but no, like no 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 no. Like What's I think the... they wear like like green and red. Let me let me Google it real quick. Make sure I got the right place. Twin Peaks. Yeah, I mean it's actually a fucking restaurant. Apparently, I don't yeah, know shit about then, this place. It's a sports yeah, bar. yeah, 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 yeah. So they wear like the tops and whatnot. So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, brought my dad to a Twin Peaks, and uh, I guess they were having a goth night as well, or Ooh. it was Halloween or something, because they weren't wearing those outfits. They were wearing more like black. Okay. Uh, black blackish outfits that were all okay. like done up very interestingly so yeah. uh, i tell my dad and i'm like hey like let's go to twin peaks da, 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 da. and he was like what kind of place is it and i was like oh you know it's like a sports bar yeah so i convinced I him i don't know i don't know why the fuck we were like in and i can't tell you why we were in knoxville like i cannot tell you why we were in east tennessee i think we were visiting my brother and we were on the way home i have no idea anyways i'm like hey let's go to twin peaks i want to see if i can convince him to go and he goes Oh. And the most anti- anticlimactic thing is he says absolutely nothing. He says nothing about nothing. Not doesn't how they're dressed. Word. Doesn't say a fucking word. Nothing. And I'm just like, that's benign. That's, that's fucking that's weird. Because my father would have been the first person to say something about how, uh, not not particularly how a woman is dressed. Like, he's not like the, like, it has to be real. Actually, it has to be pretty. Like, it has to be, like, Hooters bad for him to say something. Yeah. But it was Hooters bad. So I don't yeah. know why he didn't say anything. So I was like, this is disappointing. But I still tricked him into going. Okay. <laughs> and he didn't say anything. Like, not even when Did- he got to the car. Nope. He fucking knew. He knew you wanted to see him to say something. And he was like, absolutely not. Nope. I don't I don't know if I was playing checkers and he was playing 3D chess. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I don't know. That was, it was really. I texted everybody because I even like. I think I texted Kevin. I was like, I've got my dad at Twin Peaks. He's like, let me know what he says. And at the very end, I was like, he said nothing. Crying he didn't face. Say anything. <sighs> That's great. That's the kind of shit I endeavor. To, I endeavor to do to you though. Like you take me somewhere and you expect me to say a thing, and I'm just like, nope, not doing it. Not today. Rude ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. But you want to know what I do expect you to say? What? spooky (laughs) stop making me laugh spooky stories (laughs) okay we done yeah i think so are we good i think so is this the part where we flip the coin yeah this is not the part where we talk about the newest Patreon members. However, this is the part of the episode where we talk about our Patreon. And if you want to yeah. keep supporting this shit show and, and you want to hear more stories about my dad. <sighs> and also to send us to Goth Hooters. And over to Patreon at patreon.com slash I barely know where we are. Two tiers, $5 tier, $7 tier. Be sure to check them out. You get additional bonus content with the $7 tier. And we send you a sticker in the mail. And it's a pretty big sticker. That's a pretty sweet sticky. All right, heads or tails? I want booty ass, please. <sighs> I need to clip my nails because I've got nails right now, and now I can't do half the shit that I need to do. Oh, no. I dropped a... Nope. Got- landed on, I landed on heads. I go first. Okay, cool. Works for me. Okay. Hi. 
Hi. Hello. My, my name is Katie Groves. Hi. And today I'm going to be talking about the Sorrel Weed House. Oh, yeah. In tell Savannah, about, Georgia. Tell me about the, the Sorrel, Sorrel. Are you ready for this? Are you yeah. ready for this? I think okay. so. Okay. Because, like, I was like, there ain't dick on this place. And then I watched some stuff and I was like, there's some dick in this place. I'm and- uncomfortable <laughs> with your terminology. Um, <laughs> are there actual dicks in the place? I mean, if you count, like, men in the place, then technically, yes. Eh. I don't... Eh. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> no, you're not. Don't lie. I'm not. You're right. So, this home is located in Savannah, Georgia, and it's haunted as shit. We'll get there in a second, so, like, just bear with me through this this um, this history real quick. I'm, I'm bearing. <laughs> Thank you? Yeah. Okay. Proceed. So, it's it's located in Madison Square District. And now serves as a historical landmark because of its importance. Um, it, it's just, it's important. Oh, oh, now I remember. Because I was like, why the fuck is it important? Um, I'll get to that in a second. It's, okay. it's because it, it's on battlegrounds. And so we'll get there in a second. Oh. Yeah. So the house was built, 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 built in 1840s by a particular man by the name of Francis Sorrell. Sorrell okay. or Francis Sorrell. I think that's how you pronounce it. Pretty sure that's how they pronounce it. Who was a shipping merchant back in the day. Listen to this son of a bitch. He grew up in Haiti, being a half French, half Haitian. Okay, he's half Haitian. He's half Haitian. Remember that. Okay. Uh, He grew up a little bit more humbly, uh, but he he became like one of the wealthiest men in Savannah, Georgia. Hands down. So we'll get to that in a second. His father is a one Antoine Francois... Sorel de Rivieras. Bless you. R- Rivieras, yeah. Who moved to Haiti as a French colonel to colonize the land. Interesting. When you know it. When you know it. His mother was one Eugene, Eugenie, I think it's Eugenie, uh, de Sutra, and she was a free black woman who died shortly after the birth of Francis. Get it, girl. She died. Wait. That's not what I wanted. I said she died. You did. And I'm so tired. My brain just stuck on. She was a freed slave. And I was like, hell yeah, that's cool. Get it, girl. And then it was, oh, fuck. She's dead. Well, here we are. What the fuck? So we go to bed. We're doing this. I can't. (laughs) After we're done, you're going the fuck to sleep. Okay. I'm going to eat some brownies and then go to bed. Yes, I will have that. Not brownies, brownies, but just regular brownies. No, they're just regular ass brownies, but a friend of ours lent us a, a pan where it's all corners, and I'm really excited. Oh, gross. You shut up. Those are great. Corners are no, my favorite. No, corners are disgusting. I'm putting well, a poll. I'm putting a poll. Okay. It's uh, going to be on, corners on or spo- the bestest. On Spotify, what do you want? Corners or um, centerpieces only? Corners. Corners no. forever. I got to make sure remember to put that in there. So anyway... <laughs> You disgust me every day. <laughs> so as an infant, Francis chilled out with his dad on his sugarcane plantation because, okay. you know, all, all the colonizers had to have their sugarcane plantation <laughs> until the until the Haitian revolt. Oop. Whoops. Oop. So his father traveled for the Revolutionary War and then one day never returned. Well, yep. I uh, speculated his father abandoned Francis because uh, the child was a result of an affair. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. So the revolting slaves coming through during the Haitian Revolution were looking to kill any and all colonizers and burn down all of the plantations, right? Sounds correct. 
However, at the time, Francis was only five. Oh. So, and alone and abandoned. So his caretakers, his slaves, technically hid him with their relatives. So his slaves hid Francis with their relatives, right? That makes sense. But uh, that didn't stop Francis becoming a slave trader. Well, that's not the turn that I expected. I'm a little disappointed. He's half Haitian, and they saved his life. And he became one of the most predominant slave traders in all of Savannah. Wow, what a scumbag. What a fucking piece of shit. But anyway, love it here. He moved to Port Au Prince and in 1807 as a merchant clerk. Oh, he moved there in 1807 and he worked as a merchant clerk just to get that cash money. So apparently it was a really shitty job, but he just started working there in this company. So he was eventually promoted and transferred to Baltimore, Maryland, where they had another branch. So he was like, whoop, whoop, I'm in. I'm in the Americas. So while he was in Baltimore, his supervisor... Came up with a get get cash quick, get rich, get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Get rich quick company idea, okay. business, whatever. And wanted to start a new company in Savannah. Okay. So he had a quick cash scam. Of selling Savannah. slaves. That's what I'm calling a, sl- a scam. Oh. So I didn't, yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, so what? him and his supervisor Slave moved to Savannah. had supervisors? Well, no, no, no. The company that he worked for... Oh. As a merchant clerk for a shipping oh. company. Okay. We good? Yeah, that makes more sense. I'm following. I'm a little slow, okay, cool. but I'm following. I know. I know. You're doing great, sweetie. So <laughs> so they moved to Savannah, started up this company called Douglas and Sorrel. The company imported butter, salt, molasses, cotton, and salves. Wait, sorry. I put the L in the wrong place. Slaves. I was cool with everything until you said slaves. Yep. I was like, well, I mean, those those are reasonable goods to trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I fucking hate it here. So the two split, but Francis continued to sell his slaves, which is pretty fucked up. Uh, after uh, after some successful years, I don't know what the hell I wrote in my notes. I think I had a seizure. Francis oh, no. commissioned, I don't know. Francis commissioned the construction of the estate that we all know and love to this day in 1835. So he constructed this massive building. It's a pretty big ass mansion place thing. I didn't get, I didn't get the dimensions of the house. That's okay. The, H- the HGT, the, I failed you on the HGTV segment of this. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I forgive you this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. So he, it was a very bougie, large home, and he loved to take homework with him, i.e. his slaves. Ah. I hate that I wrote that in there. I'm so sorry. That was probably not the best, but. It is what it is. It is what it is. So that's, that was a joke. That is probably insensitive. But he did. He did take his slaves home. Yeah. that's And stored them in his house and used them while they were there yeah, until he that... sold them. Good Lord. Ooh. So Irish-born Charles B. Kluski. Why are all Irish people architects? Uh, because the only notable ones that we talk about are architects. Um, there are a lot of like other things that... Um, the Irish did, but during that time yeah. frame, they were not a, a very well-looked-upon group, so Fair. you only hear Fair. about them if it's like, they did something really fancy, like being an architect. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little bit sensitive because of the last, I say sensitive, but I mean just I bringing up the point of when we talked about the cathedral in mm-hmm. the St. Louis Cathedral in Saint, in New Orleans was yep. built by an Irish architect, so I'm, maybe that's yeah. why I'm like a little, it's fine. My dad's half Irish. Yeah, I don't know. 
Okay. So uh, he, uh, Charles excelled in Regency architecture. Architect. Yeah, that one. Yep. With a perfectly <laughs> symmetrical layout and Greek revival themes. The house cost $16,000 and took five years to complete. No. 16,000 square foot. Ha! There we go. I didn't put it in there. 16,000 square feet and took five years to complete, totaling 12,000 doll hairs. I knew you wouldn't fail me. Hey, there we go. Oh, Thanks. doll hairs? Yeah. And also okay. the dimensions. There you go. I got the dimensions. Thanks. HGTV section has been saved. Thanks. After Francis and his fam lived there for like 20 years, he sold it in 1859 and moved to another house just across the street, like diagonally across. Henry D. Weed. Henry D. Weed? Henry D. Hand me weed. the weed. <laughs> that makes me happy. Thanks. <gasps> Bro, I knew you were gonna run with it. Okay. Thanks. <clears throat> he bought the place. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a wealthy businessman from you guessed it Connecticut. No way. Yeah, way. Well, interesting. House way. And then stayed there until 1914, and the house up vacant until 1940, and then was opened up to the public uh, via the Society for the Preservation of Savannah Landmarks. Thanks. Ha 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 ha. In 1954, the house was declared a state landmark. Now, yes. during the Revolutionary War, <gasps> what was the what was the siege on Savannah coined during the Revolutionary War? Savannah, Zoe. I was about to say, I my name's not Savannah. Savannah but Sorry, I just called you Savannah. Savannah. It's okay. <laughs> it's so uh, confusing because Savannah's name is Savannah. Now we're talking about Savannah, and I'm looking at you, and your name's Zoe. It's fine. This what it is. I'm I don't sorry. remember. You know, the bloodiest hour of the entire oh, revolution. Fuck. I know exactly yeah, you knew what that. you're talking about, but yeah. I cannot remember the name to save my life. Well, that's what it's called, the bloodiest hour of the revolutionary war. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Like it was, it was literally so bad that there were like stacks of bodies in the street, and like you literally could not turn around for the amount of people that were on the ground. That's gross. Yeah, and, and like sad. They didn't clean it out either. They just like in Southern Savannah, they just like built houses on top of it because it was cold, and they couldn't ba- like they couldn't break the ground to bury them. So they just like put shit on top, and we're like, whoop, here we are. That's why a lot of places are haunted as shit in Savannah. <sighs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, fuck. Okay, so I, okay. All right. I didn't know that part of it. So during the revolution... Oh, wait. No, that makes sense. All yeah. right, because here's what we're going to talk about. During the Revolutionary War, um, the British built fortresses for the house that we're talking about stands. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Rufus Battle. Yeah. So during... Yeah. Okay. So um, during the Revolutionary War, there was a uh, barrack of... of British officers and okay. a cannonball was shot at the barracks and it killed 12 British officers. Ooh. Where they were killed, the house was literally built on top of that. Awesome. So the tour guide of the place says if you actually dug through the basement into the ground, you would find the bones of these British officers. Oops. Isn't that gross? Yeah. I also heard that like they, they were stored underneath houses. Like, in the basements, so, because, I mean, they weren't going to rot, so they were just stored there until they could get buried, so. That's gross. Yeah, you're okay. welcome for really useless, gross history facts. Yeah. Uh, so, during the Civil War, Confederate General Moxley Sorrell. Oh, another one of them, fellas. Grew up in the war, grew up in the, the home, so he was, one, I guess, one of uh, Francis Sorrell's uh, descendants was a general for the Confederates. Well. He wrote he wrote the, that famous book called Recollections of a Confederate 
staff officer. Gotcha. Yeah. So apparently it was like one of the most popular books, um, most intimate and humorous popular books that was written about the Civil War of like a firsthand account. Interesting. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. Or also. um, I have, but I haven't read it. I feel like you should have. You nerd. So Robert E. Lee, (laughs) Robert E. Lee also visited the house. Oh, wow. That Southern fella? Huh. Yeah, that one person. So, yeah. So that's the history of the house. But why why is this house so haunted? I'm so glad you asked, Zoe. Thank you I for asking that question. I always ask that question very intently and very loudly, typically <laughs> when you're telling me the history. That's me. <laughs> I know. You, you dick. <laughs> Drink your water. Shut the hell up. So why so why is this house haunted? I'm so glad you asked, Zoe. According to the internets, which, you know, the internet never lies. God, no. The proclamation for this household is that it is one of the most haunted Haunted houses. Haunted houses. In all of America. Oh, okay. That's its claim. I'm pretty sure I've said that about like three other places on this podcast. At least. The Sally House. If not more. The Demon House. Well, the Demon House doesn't exist, so. Uh, Not anymore. It was one of the most haunted houses in the U.S. Till Zachary Bates got a hold of it. Yeah. Ah, son of a bitch. But, I mean, probably for the betterment. But, Yeah. yeah. So it all starts with Francis's wife, Lucinda. She passed away with yellow fever in 1827. That's no good. Frances goes to marry her, her sister, Matilda. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Okay. I mean, keep it in the family, I guess. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> 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 what? What in the Kentucky Fried Chicken is this bullshit? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, no, no, no. This is, this is Georgia. It's different. It's all, it's wow. all the same. Ooh, okay, continue. All right. Thank you for that one. Uh, married <laughs> married her sister two years later. Yeah, so shut the fuck. <laughs> Stop laughing. I can't. I can't. <gasps> oh, my God. So Matilda throws herself from the second story window Whoa. in 1859. <laughs> Whoa. Was she that upset being married to her, like, ex-brother-in-law? Oh. Um. <laughs> No, no, she was upset when he found when she found Francis having an affair with a slave girl. <gasps> That's so much worse. It's Why so did much she worse. throw him from the second story? Um <sighs> She was apparently it was mentioned in a letter written by a friend of the Sorrells saying that she did it out of a fit of lunacy. Apparently she caught them in the act and then immediately just turned around and threw herself out the window. That's insane, because literally what you do is you say, okay, sir, come here, come here, and then you push him out the window. Uh, she probably would have been killed <sighs> for killing a man. Eh. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened. He just fell. So, um, it was noted that Matilda was also suffering from depression. No. And uh, she was also on the board of the female asylum. So if it ever got out that her mental health was bad, it wouldn't look oh, good since no. she was on a board of an asylum. Oh, no. She, she would have been put in that asylum. That damn female disease again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, my God. So, so however, there's some... Um, oh, wait, let me back up to that in just a second. So, the slave girl, her name was Molly. Mm. Uh, she is found, I think it's about two weeks later, mm. she unalives herself by hanging herself Ugh. from the ceiling. Um yeah. So, however, there's there's some there's some um, 
disagreements with this story because there's a letter by this friend that was written Mm -hmm. the time that it was written and the the day he said like it happened happened in the other house it didn't happen in the weed sorrel house oh it apparently happened in the house that they moved into across the street oh however the tour place still claims that it happened in the sorrel weed house and gives the tour as if it actually all happened there oh that's weird yep well i mean it could still be that the the spirit just moved houses or information Maybe. was wrong, or they're wrong. I don't know. Maybe someone's wrong, so I don't know. So yeah. it's just like there's there's controversy about that on the internet, so that's just out there. Fair. Also, they couldn't exactly pinpoint locate who this uh, slave girl Molly was. Right. Right, so they were just like, uh, she might have existed. It might have been a friend's, na- like, friend's slave. It might have been his slave. No one knows. No one can really know. confirm nor divide the existence of Molly. There's a, there's a couple slave Mollies out there, but that's all I got. Fair enough. Yeah, so the slaves that Francis kept at his place lived in not so good conditions, as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Also, it's Savannah, so... It's hot. He, yes, it's hot, and they also had to, they also had to like, cook food in their hot place. Yeah. So that, that sucked. So they just had the bare minimum, like a fireplace, table, cast iron pots to cook food, chamber pots, a shared community chamber pot, shared community barrel for bathing, and that was it. Wow. They had uh, a bunk bed, but there was all like it was a bunk bed, so two two twin beds for at most fifteen slaves in one place. So Jesus. they would sleep sleep two to a bed, but then the rest would sleep half asleep on the floor. Uh, they were only ever given two blankets, and that was it. That makes me upset. Yeah. Yep. So even though the so even though it's controversy of did this stuff happen in the house? Did yeah. it not happen in the house? I don't know. It's still haunted as piss. Because Somehow of where the surprised. yeah, because it's placed on the Revolutionary War site. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. All right, so you ready to hear the haunted shit that happens Tell in this me house? All the spooky shit. It's pretty rough because at first I was like, I don't think this place is haunted, and then I found some YouTube videos and pictures. Ooh. And it's pretty rough. Ooh, gimme! I'm gonna get in your notes. So, no, you get out of my notes. No, I want to see the pictures. Oh no, you just see the pictures. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You're gonna spoil it though. So. People who are more sensitive to the paranormal always seem to be more panicked when they come into the house, especially the basement. Uh, some will become overwhelmed with a sensation of nausea, getting okay. choked, or like something is sitting on their chest and they can't breathe. But I mean, also Ugh. feeling the, the feeling of being choked, I also feel like would initiate the sensation of not being able to breathe. But here we are. I would agree with that. People get their hair pulled. A few are scratched. Nope. People who go on... Ghost tours will have their batteries and their phones completely drained by the end of the tour. That's really fast. Yeah, there's also like a lot of orbs in the house. Awesome. A lot when you take pictures. A lot. Francis likes to make his presence known. He will move he will move chairs around in the dining room table. And he apparently was once caught throwing a candlestick across the room. That's just rude. That's just fucked up. I want to... I just hope it wasn't lit. Like the candle. Yeah. On the candlestick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rude. So the sci-fi channel went to this place. Uh, the, the taps did. Taps went there. And they captured a, what I would consider a class A EVP. Oh, shit. And when you go on the tour there, they have that snippet from the show that they play for you when you go there. And if you go, in, if you go to this YouTube video that i linked in my notes but I'll, I'll say the name of it in just a second you can hear a woman screaming and sounding like she's begging for like her life 
she's pretty much like saying help oh my god oh my god help yeah and it's really fucking scary because it's super uh loud and clear did you get a brownie hell yeah i got brownies my husband just snuck in the bedroom and was like hey here's some brownies oh my you brownies he's a fucking best i'm sorry you're six hours away i can't give you hot brownies eight but it's okay whatever too fucking far (laughs) (laughs) gee thanks oh my god (laughs) tell me how you really feel i wish you were here yeah no it's all right i'll maybe come home for christmas do it oh my god so um the evp the woman screaming help help oh my god oh my god and it's speculated that it's molly a lot of people speculate that molly was actually murdered by francis I wouldn't disagree because I had some consent issues that I was worrying about because she was a slave and there was a power difference there. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised either that. Are you she... are you playing the video? No, maybe. I hear something on your end. I don't have any sound to it. Still hear things? I have yeah. dogs outside scream barking. That's what it is. You I'm have so dogs sorry, barking. Everyone. Yeah, they're big angry dogs outside. Big, big ang- angry wolf wolves. Okay. So, the YouTube video I I linked in my notes, to which it's called The Most Haunted House in the United States, The Sorrel Weed House. I linked it in my notes, and you can just YouTube that. So, the guy took a video of the tour that they went on, yeah. and this is what, that was, this is pretty much, I summarized pretty much what, what I got, what I got in this, in this video, right? I'll just, I'll just tell you what's in the video, and you go watch it for yourself. Since they weren't doing tours during covid Mm -hmm. and then they started back up there has been more sounds of knocking and children that's fucking crazy (laughs) the ghosts have been like more active that people have come back into the house it's like they've been lonely i was about to say do you think it's because they miss them or because they got used to like nobody's there so they can do whatever they want i don't know that's actually a good question i don't know if like they're saying maybe like they weren't getting activity because, I mean, people still had to go there and clean the place. That's and maybe true. they just weren't weren't experiencing it. So maybe I'm going off of that. So the woman said that they were excited I that mean, people were coming back in. I don't know. I don't That's crazy, Anyways. though. Like, do you want an extra haunt somewhere? Just stop going for a couple of like, for a year. No. Okay. Okay. So in the party room, Francis used to bring the absolute most elite into his home after the partying was finished out in the streets, including Robert E. Lee, as I said that. So if you ever go to that house and you're standing in the parlor party room, Robert E. Lee was in that house. But weirdly enough, his apparition is not in the house. So that's that'd be cool, but not cool. Cause whatever. I mean, so yeah. So when guests come on the tour and they come into this room, they like it's often like they smell cigar smoke or brandy. All the time. Often, others will hear music, either coming from the piano, the violin, or they'll hear it out, like, outside of the house, in the streets. Okay. Which is really crazy. That's which gross. Which is, is, like, it's not like there's a part, like, there's nothing going on in the streets. They'll just hear, like, party music outside, and they'll look outside the window, there's nothing going on. Ew. Like, it'll stop. Like, it's like the perception of, like, hearing something, like, it's coming from outside, but it's not actually coming from outside, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. So the party room is where the dudes hung out. And then in the room behind it, which is directly attached, is the ladies' parlor room. So, like, the women would go sit and chit-chat and gossip. And then the men yeah. would be men smoking yeah. cigars the and brandy. Would, and the- talk shit. And the men would just talk shit, too. Right. Well. And gossip. It's, it is what yeah. it is. So, so sometimes hearing women chattering and the smell of women's perfume is very predominant in the women's parlor. Though in the woman's parlor is a big mirror. I don't like that. that. Is ha- 
is haunted as fuck. I'm sure. It's a mirror. It's a massive mirror. And there are so many pictures that are taken in this mirror where there are full-fledged 100% apparition of ghosts that are not see-through. It looks like another fucking person standing there. No, I just got the cold chills up the back of my skull. I'm good. That doesn't happen often, but nope. Yes. So on the tour, the woman shows a photo of... Aha, okay, there we go. So the woman shows a photo that a man took of himself, like took a selfie in the mirror. Okay. And behind him... In the doorway is a woman standing there that's not there. Like, full-fledged, watch the video, like, the picture that's shown looks like a full woman standing there in, like, a weird green dress, it looks like, and she was not on the tour. She was not there. Nope. A website called Country Living also went there and took a picture in that same mirror and took three pictures in a row. First picture, everything was fine. Uh, second picture, it was, like, all white from the flash. Didn't know what the hell happened there. Third third picture, which is in my notes. Are you looking at it? Yeah. Okay, do you see in the in the mirror, you see that figure, that guy standing off to the right? Yes. That's a ghost. That is not a person. What that guy was not on. fuck? That guy is not on the tour. He is not there. What the fuck? And there were actually people standing there. So he has no idea how it went from a bunch of people standing there to that one ghost just standing there. Yeah, because I went to the the link. um, And there's a bunch of people in the corner where that guy's at. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're all gone. And that ghost guy is standing there. And it looks like a human. Like if you just said, oh, that was a normal picture. I would have been like, that guy's weirdly standing like off place. But I wouldn't have thought that that was a ghost. Because that full-fledged looks like it's just a person. So I honestly, like, I wasn't sure about that guy because he definitely does look spooky. But then there's also, to the immediate right of the lady, like, in red, um, it looks it looks almost like a weird carved face to me. Like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, because I, I went to the, the thing because I was like, that's a little strange. Um, and got to look in and there's people behind her with, like, cameras and phones. Um, but that does not look like a person with a camera and a phone. So I don't yeah, know I don't, what that is either. Now that you're pointing that out, I don't know what that is either. Thank you. I don't understand what it is, and it makes me a little uncomfy. That's weird. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't, I don't know how they ever looked at that. But at any rate, the picture's fucked up. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. So a father took a picture of his two daughters standing in front of the mirror. And this was a picture that, sh- that was shown on the tour on, a, on an iPad. After he took it with his phone, there was a grudge-like little girl standing in between his two daughters. No fucking way. Yes. It's on the YouTube video. Son of a bitch. Okay. You can watch it after we're done. Yeah, I was supposed to say I'll have to watch it later. So the tour guide place, the house, and the people who manage it, right? They were really, like, skeptical. And uh, they really thought that it was an app that he did it on purpose to his daughters. The guy sweared up and down. He did not. So the tour guide place bought every single app that did that and downloaded yeah. every single app that did that. And they tried to recreate that picture and they could not. Ooh. They they could not find another image that looked like that girl. Ooh. So um, to to go off of like apparitions being captured on camera, mm. uh, L Con Society of the Paranormal, which I linked in my notes, they're a Facebook group, caught an image that i linked in my notes and they believe that it is francis just in there can you are you looking at the picture yes 
Are you, okay, great, 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 great. So it's just kind of like a blurred picture because, of course, it was taken back in 2011 on what looks like a fucking, like, old film a, camera. Well, I think it's a digital camera, like one of the early, early digital cameras. Yeah, like the early digital cameras, but has film. Maybe? The, f- the fucking boots, bro. But the boots, though. You can see the, the fucking, like like top calf boots the calf boots you can see them uh-huh. and if you look the picture i had to shrink a little bit to fit on the uh, document but if you actually zoom in enough you can see the little tiny spectacles that francis used to wear it's crazy it's fucking creepy as shit wow so in the basement i don't want to always be the basement we're going to the basement so in the basement there would always be nine to fifteen slaves at a time so, as I said, that the physical house sits on top of where the British officers were killed. Yeah. With that, there is a spirit in the basement coined Shadow Man. Awesome. I love Shadow Man. He's, complete, he's completely black. You cannot see through him. And he stands at a whopping eight feet tall. That's a big boy. That's a big one. That's a, that's a giant. That is a... What? No, he's a little he's a little short for a giant, but like that's a big boy. That's a Goliath. I love how you're using humor to deflect from how fucking tall that is. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. How fucking terrifying that is? Absolutely. Yeah. No. So mm, 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 nope. there's like a breezeway in the basement that he apparently walks through, and you can sit in a chair and sometimes see him. Gross. Yep. Apparently, one guest did sat in this chair, and he said that the apparition appeared in front of him. And he reported that the guests reported feeling every single emotion at once and ran out of the house. That would probably make me throw up. Like feeling every emotion all at once. Like, oh, no, no. That's just a typical when you start your period. What do you mean? Okay, fair. But (laughs) I don't know about it. Oh, my God. So another room in the basement, there's a spirit that likes to take any dangly jewelry and the tour guide will even so far as to ask guests to remove anything that is important to them and put it away in their pockets or purses. That's rude as shit. That's fucking gross. In the surgery room, which is also in the basement. I don't like that. Yeah. Francis Sorrell's son was a surgeon for a little bit and used the basement as his trauma center. I don't, I don't like that. Me neither. So an antique wheelchair was donated to the place. Why? I don't know. It's like a wheelchair from the time. And if the, they have a surgery room that, like, showcases surgery stuff from that time, why would you not have a wheelchair from that time? Well, I mean, also, you got to, like, I imagine the ghosts in the time that the place was shut down had a fucking field day in that they chair. Always, they always have a field day with the chair. They're constantly pushing it. Perfect. So the Sorrel House has a website. Okay. Or has a Facebook group called Sorel Weed House. Uh, fuck. Hang on. That's a weird name. Sorel Weed House Evidence is what the name of it is. It's linked in my notes. So you can you can also Google that and find that. Uh, anybody can post on their stuff that they find. And so, they, so a lot of people have captured weird orbs in the pictures. Okay. In their pictures. And they said that they posted on their Facebook group videos of the chair moving by itself but i could not find them but they said that they post videos of the chairs on their facebook group ew okay there's also an apparition that will pace back and forth in the room ew there's also a little girl in the basement that loves to play hide and seek there that makes me kind of sad yeah 
The little girl died uh, with yellow fever in the house. Well, yeah, I was correct. That makes me sad. I'm so sorry. Outside. I don't outside. like that you said outside. Could well, you we're going outside not? now. We're going outside now. No. Let's there's go a ghost back outside. Inside. I don't want no, there to a, be a ghost a, outside. There's a ghost outside. A woman. <laughs> we're going to get through this together. We're almost done. Okay. Uh, a woman in all black with a boat out skirt, like one of those like big old fancy like Savannah. Like poofy skirts. Like, yeah. 1840s. Like with like the like the like the bustle. frame in it. Bustle? Bustle. Bust you. Bustle underneath it. It's got yes. a bustle. Yeah. It's got a bustle. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did so, I ever show you pictures of me in a bustle and a fucking skirt like that? No. I'm gonna have to. Okay, let me Bruh. let me find them because I went to Savannah and like that because uh, I'm a Girl Scout and that's where the Girl Scouts was created was Savannah, Georgia. Oh. So yeah, we went to Julia Gordon Lowe's house and they put me in one of those fucking big ass hoop skirt dealios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with a bustle. Okay. With a. With the bussin. Okay. <laughs> the bussin. Bussin. Is it, was it bussin bussin though? It was a bustle. Bussin bustle. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. You're, you're, all right. So, so she's spotted. She will walk down the pathway and a lot of people spot her from inside of the house. Ew. And they'll like run outside to go find her and she's not there. She's also sometimes seen up in the carriage house, which the car- carriage house is where Molly stayed yeah. and also on her life herself. So. <laughs> there's a youtube video in my notes that i linked but okay. i will tell you the name of t- name of it it's called haunted sorel weed house ghost savannah that's the name of the video okay that captures a full body apparition on film outside the building at 1 a.m if you go to the very end of the video uh holy fuck are you watching it yeah yeah, so the woman, like, he see, like, his point of view is that he's looking up at the house and there's, like, pillars in his point of view. And a woman walks out from, like, like down the staircase, or, like, walks out from, like, beside the house from his point of view, walks between, like, two pillars that are on the front porch and then just disappears when she goes behind the second pillar and is no longer there. It's pretty fucked up. That's so crazy. Guess wh- so guess what? What? Your boys, Shane and Ryan, went there. My boys! <laughs> I love those boys. Can you say like? Can you say that again for me? Uh, just I, I blinked. I can. I need you to say that again. My boys. Like <laughs> I had to think fuck? about how I said it. What the fuck? <laughs> so they went there. Buzzfeed unsolved, right? Um. So what happened to them while they were there is that they were in the parlor room talking about the parlor room, and they heard footsteps upstairs. And even Shane was like, there is somebody upstairs walking around right now, 110%. However, the upstairs of the house is condemned. No one is allowed to go upstairs. Yes, the upstairs is condemned. No one can go upstairs. So they were hearing somebody like walk around clear as day upstairs. So they go to the bottom of the staircase that they can't Mm -hmm. go up. And they're like, hey, is somebody up there? And they hear what sounds like a woman talking, but they can't distinguish what it says. And so they both hear it with their ears. And they're like... Did you hear that? Yo. And like Shane's like, yeah, someone's upstairs. And then a dog barks and it scares the fuck out of Shane. <laughs> or wow. excuse me, scares, scares the fuck out of Ryan. And, but it came from upstairs. What the fuck? So Ryan was like, is there a fucking dog upstairs? And Shane's like, I guess so. Apparently. So wow. why were they in the basement? And they were talking about sometimes they see British soldiers in the basement, right? Yeah. They started taunting the soldiers. 
Oh, and no. they were like, hey, man, sucks to suck. You should uh, use use that anger to, like, show us where you're at and, like, come out. Shane and Ryan were, like, standing across the table from each other. Mm-hmm. And Ryan goes, holy fuck, and, like, moves. And the camera whips over and, like, points to where Ryan was looking. And Shane's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And Ryan's like, I just saw a guy walking behind that staircase. Gross. The cameraman caught it what? on camera. Yes. The cameraman just barely catches it. You can see a person walking behind the staircase and it blocks out light and then keeps walking and then just disappears. What the fuck? You could you could fucking see it and it was so creepy. No one caught it on their body camera, but the cameraman turned just in time and caught it. And Ryan was like, I saw a person. He was like, it was so clear. He's like, I thought it was a person in the basement with us. And Shane's like, no, you didn't. And Ryan's like, I know I fucking saw what I saw. Jesus. Yeah, it's more towards like 18 minutes, I think, when they're in the basement. Okay. I'm going to find it. Are, and I'm gonna watch are you going to watch it? Okay, yeah. you should. It was pretty good. I like gasped. I like clutched my pearls so fucking hard. I was like, are you shitting me? BuzzFeed Uncult- Unsolved actually caught something? Damn. Yeah, because normally it's just Ryan being spooked. And then Shane just being like, nothing's real. Just Even though like, I'm hearing and seeing all so of it. scary. Even yeah. though he, like, hears and sees all of it, he's just like, that's not happening. Especially when they were in the Sally house and the, like, the, the yeah. flashlight was rolling and turning on and off. He was like, ooh, this is so spooky. He's like, it's wow, like, you little asshole. So scary, wow. It's <laughs> my yeah. favorite. So, that is the Sorrel Weed House. That and you, was a ride. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you can watch on taps. Um... You can watch Taps. Ooh, I dropped my phone. You can watch on Taps. They did a Halloween special. Their first special was a Halloween special, and they did it at the Sorrel Weed House. Hell yeah. You can yeah. check it out. It's pretty creepy. I approve. Cool. I Are approve. you Googling shit? No. No, I've got Are you watching the up. video? Okay, yeah. cool. I'm going to finish those videos later, so I'm not I thought you were just distracting yourself. Yeah. We've got to get our butts to bed, if you know what God, I mean. yes. I'm so tired. Uh, okay, cool. So... This is the part of the episode where we give shout out to our newest Patreon members. However, this week, we did not have any new Patreon members, and that is A-OK. So if you want to support us other than uh, monetary means, you can head on over to iTunes and drop a rate and review. And if you're on Spotify, please smash that follow button. And you can also check out polls that we can add on Spotify now. I didn't know that was a thing until last episode. Woo! Vote, vote, vote brownies with no edges. And anywhere else you're listening to us, please be sure... (laughs) Please be sure to do the thing. Because if you like what we do, rate and review. Please. Thanks. And thanks. Did you know that there is polls on Spotify now? Nope. Okay. Well, there's now polls on... Yeah, so now there's polls on Spotify, so I'm going to put dumbass polls on Spotify. Hell yeah. Okay. I like that. Cool. Okay, great. So, all right, Zoe Knowlton. I guess it's my turn. Um, it's your turn. Sorry, everyone. Uh, this week, I'm doing the LaLaurie Mansion. Um, and I would like to formally apologize to each and every single one of you. Yes. I was going to do this one. Yeah. And then I said, fuck no. Yeah. She's going to do this one. It's a lot. It's it's, it's a, a lot. lot and it's rough. So. Tell me. I just, uh, I'll let everybody know when I get to the really bad parts. Um, so just hold hold hands with your friends and let's go. <laughs> or or if you're alone, hold hands with yourself. Yep. Yep. Just, just clutch them together real tight. It's going to be okay. Okay. So Marie Delphine McCarty was born in New Orleans, Spanish Louisiana, on March 19th, 1787, as one of five children. Oh. 
Yeah. Lots of kids because you had to have a lot during that time. Yeah. Her father was Louis Bartholomew de, de McCarty, and her mother was Marie Jeannet Lebre, also known did- as uh, I just went with it, <laughs> sent it. <laughs> you you did you did great, sweetie. Okay. Thanks. There's a lot of uh, French influence names here, so we're gonna try and get through it together. Ah, uh, her mother was known as the Widow Lecomte. Uh, as her marriage to Louis McCarty was her second marriage. Okay. So, that's a little weird. Her family was well-known and respected in New Orleans, and her uncle by marriage, Esteban Rodriguez Miro, was governor of the Spanish-American provinces of Louisiana and Florida from 1785 to 1791. And her cousin, Augustin de McCarty, was mayor of New Orleans from 1815 to 1820. That is the largest water bottle I've ever seen in my entire life. And I really huh? wanted to say something when you were drinking, but I also didn't want you to choke and spit it all over your computer. So I, I wish you I wish you did. Oh, can I tell you funny? Yeah. Because that happened. Did you spit water into your computer? Uh, so. Your work computer? So, what did, how did um, you do this? Alex told a joke alex sweet cinnamon roll alex told sweet a fucking roll. hilarious joke okay and it got me basically okay. um i always call this one particular human being fuck mike <laughs> i always every time he's like oh yeah i talked to mike i was like fuck mike that's uh, pretty good yeah okay so so alex was like oh no mom's upset she's using full names fucking a uh, fucking michael alexander and i was like that's I thought pretty that, good I, like, so that's pretty funny right so I take a swig from my gallon water bottle, mm-hmm. right? But it also has like the times. That's why I have this. It's a very nice. That's I actually pretty, really like this. Pretty cute. Jug. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's got big. the. Ti- it's got times. Yeah, it's got times yeah. on it, so like it helps me keep track of where I'm supposed to be at my water bottle to pace myself. Yeah. So anyway, so I take a huge swig and like I always just take huge gulps of water because I suck at drinking water. So I just That's like true. chug yeah. away, chug away, bitch. So anyways, as I take a huge fucking gulp, Alex goes. So anyways, I was talking to fuck. And it was coming up. I, I, it was coming the fuck up. And I had to make a choice. I had to make a fucking choice. It was either, <laughs> it was either my computer mm-hmm. or the cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the cat mopped it up, right? And I spewed water all over the fucking cat. <laughs> uh, has he like revenge peed on anything yet? No, but I spit water all over the fucking cat. I mean, I, I Zoe, when I tell you, I oh. spewed out water, and then oh, I still no. had fucking water dribbling out of my <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm making god-awful noises, and they have no idea what the fuck happened. And they were like, "What's? why are you fucking laughing? So What's I explained it to you? them, and then they were just like, oh, okay. So I spewed water all over the cat because I didn't want to douse my computer with water. Well, I'm glad you made the right choice there. I bet your cat's still mad. He's all right. I mean, he immediately took off running. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> poor baby. He's okay. I mean, he's I'm okay. Sure. He's fine. Yeah, he's. I dried him off. He's fine. Like he's, he's just all right. Moist. Oh, poor cat. <laughs> <laughs> poor cat. It's fine. It's so fine. anyway, okay. So I did spew water. Okay, great. But well, I'm glad th- I didn't you. make you just spit water on your computer. So thanks. You're welcome. anyway okay go ahead with your long it's so bad uh so okay so delphine was only four years old when the haitian revolution erupted in 1791 so it's really funny that you talked about the haitian revolution how does that how do we do that 
I don't know. I don't but do I, that. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Okay. Ugh. So the revolution was something that made all Southern slaveholders afraid of resistance and rebellion among their slaves. And of course, that made them meaner and more vicious toward their slaves. Because the nice. only way to keep your slaves in line is through fear and violence, obviously. That's sarcasm. <laughs> <sighs> so that's how Delphine grew up with that, like, expectation, right? Right. So she married Don Ramon de Lopez y Angelo. <sighs> We're not done. A Cabarro de la Roya de Carlos. There we go. Jeez. That's his name. Jesus. Yes. What a name. Yeah, that was, uh, she married him. Uh, he was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer. They got married on June 11th, the year 1800, and she was 13 years old. What? She was 13 years old and married this how, man. How old was he? I don't know. That did not seem important. I'm That's sure disgusting. he was quite a bit older. I'm sure. Oh. Yeah. So. Ew. Uh, Gross. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> So, uh, four years into their marriage, uh, Don Ramon had been appointed to the position of Consul General for Spain in the territory of New Orleans, um, which was under French control at the time, and he was called to appear at the court in Spain. So, he and his wife, who she was pregnant at the time, traveled, like, on their way to Madrid. Don Ramon suddenly died in Havana, and a few days after his death... She gave birth to his daughter, Marie Boria Delfon Lopez y Angelo de la Candirla, nicknamed Borquita. I'm glad they gave her a nickname, because that's a lot. Jesus. So the two of them, after his death, returned to New Orleans, and at this point in time, she had just had her first child and lost her first husband, and she was 17 years old. That's very fucked up. That's real fucked up. Ugh. So a few years later... She was 21. She remarried to on uh, June, in June of 1808. Uh, she married uh, Jean Blanc, a prominent banker, merchant, lawyer, and legislator. He That's fingers in a lot of pies. Wild. Yes. So that when, she was able to remarry. Yes. Yes. I mean, she was only miraculously. 21. It's not like she was quite yet a spinster. She was getting there, but. True, true. Because what, you Spencer, like, if you're unmarried at 24, 23, something like that, I don't know. Something don't like know. that. Really. Very old. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. I'm 27 okay. and I'm single. I know, right? it, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it's fine. Enjoy being a spinster. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay, cool. <sighs> so when they married, Jean bought a house at 409 Royal Street in New Orleans for the family that became known as the Villa Blanc. They had four children together, uh, Marie-Louise Pauline, Louis-Marie-Laurel, Marie-Louise Jean, and Jean-Pierre Pauline Blanc. I don't know why they used Louise and Marie in all of their names, all of the girls, but here we are. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Louise and what? Louise and Marie, because the first kid was <sighs> Marie-Louise, the second kid was Louise-Marie, the third kid was Marie-Louise- all what? the daughters, all the daughters had Marie Louise in their name. I don't get it. Um, it's very. I mean, strange. I, I mean, I have Marie in my middle name, and that's the most basic white, <clears throat> white girl name you can have for yeah. you know a middle fucking name. Thank yeah. you, Mother Dearest. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing. I don't. That's. Weird. I have no answer. It's very strange. Yep. But anywho, oh, so after they were married for eight years, her husband died. 
1816. Oh my god. So here we are. Uh, and then on June 25th, she's only married in June, just so you know. Like, all three of the marriages happened in June, which I thought was really strange. That's weird. Yeah, because the first marriage was June... Oh, where was it? Lord and mercy. I just looked at it. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord and mercy. Uh, June 11th was her first okay. wedding anniversary. Okay. The second one I didn't have a date for. It was just June. And then the third one was June 25th. So literally all three of her marriages, she got married in June. I bet Weird. June must just be a popular date in wherever they were. I don't know. Louisiana? I have no idea. I have no idea. Anyway. So she married her third husband, physician Leonard Lewis Nicholas LaLaurie. And Damn. he was a man that was much younger than her. She was 38 years old and he was in his 20s. Very young compared. What? Yeah, she's a cougar. Damn. Yeah, she went after it and he was like, yeah, this is great. I don't know. Okay. Here we are. Oh my God. Her oldest, her oldest daughter would be right at his age, I think. Or close to. Because if he was in his 20s and she was 13. No, she was 17 when she had her daughter. Okay. No. Close. Yeah. Close, but not the same. We're good. Not quite. We're, we're yeah. Almost. It's pushing it, but. Uncomfortably close, but anywho. Yep. Eh. Ugh. So in 1831, she purchased property at 1140 Royal Street, which she managed on, like, she managed to buy it in her own name with little involvement from her husband. So it was her house. Which in That's the fucking impressive. 1830s. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, damn. So in 1832, the next year. She had a two-story mansion built, complete with attached slave quarters, as you do. Uh, mm. She lived there with her third husband and two of her daughters and maintained a central position in New Orleans society. And the two of them were very well known to have extravagant parties and lavish entertainment, and they hosted all of that inside the mansion. Many thought that Mrs. LaLaurie was a gentle and sweet woman, while her husband was a, re a young, respected doctor. As their okay. marriage progressed, uh, it started to show signs of strain. Um, that year in November, November 16th, 1832, uh, Delphine petitioned to the First Judicial District Court for a separation from her husband, in which she claimed he had, quote, treated her in such a manner as to render their lives together unsupportable, end quote. Oh. Yeah, which is fucking wild. That's a quote wild. right there. Yeah. yeah. She's Catholic. You don't get divorced. Oh. But, yeah. Well, oh. Yes. So, these claims were supported by her son and two of her daughters, and the separation wasn't permanent, as Dr. LaLaurie was actually president, present at the house on April 10th, 1834, the day of the fire. We're going to pause there, and we're going to jump back a little bit. So accounts of Delphine's treatment of her slaves between 1831 and 1834 are mixed. So some recounted that her slaves were observed to be, like, singularly haggard and wretched, which was a quote that I found. Um, however, in public, she was seen to be generally polite to any black person that she saw and was very concerned for the health of her slaves. That being said, funeral okay. records between 1830 and 1834 document the deaths of 12, 12 in four years. Twelve slaves at the Royal Street. Whoa. Twelve. Whoa. In four years. Twelve. Twelve. That's too um, many. That's twelve too many. So the causes of death were never mentioned. Um, they're not recorded. Those twelve did include Bon, a cook and laundress, and her four children. 
Juliet, who is 13, Florence, who is 10, Jules, who is 6, and um, Leontine, who is 2. Why do they keep getting younger? How how did a two-year-old die? And there wasn't a... Um, I did look and there was no record of like yellow fever or anything like that that would have affected just 12 people. That doesn't right. make sense. So court records also show that LaLaurie freed two of her slaves, uh, Jean-Louis in 1819 and uh, DeVence in 1832. No idea why, but she did free two of her slaves. Somehow 12 of them died. I don't know. So That's- a woman named... Yeah, it's, it's... No. It's a little sus. A little sus, if you ask me. It's very, very sus. Um, okay. So, Harriet um, Martineau, who was, like, a very impressive woman in her own right, because she was a woman that was writing, like, scholarly articles in the 1800s, mm-hmm. like, 10 out of 10. She's, like, well-renowned as being one of the first female sociologists, if not the first. So, like, 10 out of 10. Damn. Ugh. So, she wrote that... Public rumors of LaLaurie's mistreatment of her slaves were so widespread that a local lawyer was dispatched to her home to remind her of the laws for the upkeep of slaves. That's that's pretty bad if, like, in a that's- slave state, people show up and they're like, hey, you gotta be better, man. You gotta be better. Like, you own people, but you gotta, like, treat them a little better than you do. Damn. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not good. So during that visit, the lawyer found that there was no evidence of wrongdoing or mistreatment of slaves by the Lorries. After that lawyer left, um, one of the neighbors did see one of the slaves, uh, an eight-year-old girl, fall to her death from the roof of the Royal Street Mansion while trying to avoid punishment from a whip-wielding Delphine LaLaurie. Her body was buried on the mansion grounds, and there are several stories claiming that her name was Leah or Lay. One of those. Uh, and that she was actually brushing Delphine's hair when she hit a snag. And Delphine grabbed a whip to chase her and beat her for pulling her hair. What the fuck? It just gets worse. Oh my god. It just gets worse. Whew. So this incident um, led to an investigation of the LaLaurie's. Uh, in which they were found guilty of illegal cruelty and were forced to forfeit nine of their slaves. Damn. Those slaves were repurchased by the LaLauries through an intermediary relative and returned to the Royal Street estate within a month. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. What the fuck? So now we're looped back up to the fire. On April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the LaLaurie residence, starting in the kitchen. When the police and firemen arrived, they found the cook who was a 70-year-old woman who was literally chained to the stove by her (gasps) ankle. She later said that she had set the fire as a suicide attempt because she feared being punished. Slaves that were taken to the uppermost room never came out. Okay. So they they were like, smoke, smoke? What do you you mean they never came out? Just, uh, she was afraid to go, like, she was going to get punished and she knew she was going to get punished and she would rather burn to death in this house than go up there. Because she, she knew she was never going to get out of that room. Whatever happened oh. up there, she was going to die. Oh. Yeah. So. Nice. This is from, I'm going to read this word for word because this is from a news article that I have linked in my notes that was actually published in 1834. Um, hold on to your butts. So the New Orleans Bee reported on April 11th 
1834, that bystanders responding to the fire attempted to enter those slave quarters to ensure the upstairs room was the slave quarters that we were talking about, uh, to ensure that everyone had been evacuated. The Lalories refused to give them the keys, so the bystanders broke down the door to the slave quarters and found, quote, several slaves more or less horribly mutilated. They were suspended by their necks with limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. Language is powerless and inadequate to give a proper recollection of the horror which a scene like this must have inspired. We shall not attempt it, but leave it rather to the reader's imagination to picture what it was. The slaves were the property of the demon in the shape of a woman whom we mentioned in the beginning of this article. So that was what was published. Um, This is where I'm giving a very strong trigger warning. Uh, I got incredibly nauseous uh, and had a hard time. Uh, So please, if you have any kind of involuntary napping, if uh, torture fucks you up, don't listen. Just skip. Give it it like 20, 30 seconds. Blake, sit down. Please, God, sit down. I don't want you to fall and crack your skull. You live alone. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm just going to shotgun blast these. So, like, you can gasp, but, like, don't say anything go. until I'm done. Okay? Okay, okay go. All right. So, some of them had their limbs stretched and some of them were torn from their sockets. One woman had an iron collar that had spikes on the inside of it so that she couldn't move her neck uh, without fear of puncturing her throat. Uh, There was an older woman who had a very deep wound on her head and was too weak to be able to walk like you could see her skull. Uh, There (gasps) were several emaciated, like everybody was severely emaciated and some showed signs of their skin being flayed off by whips or by knives. Some Mm. people had their eyes gouged out. Others had their mouths filled with excrement and then sewn shut. One woman woman had her bones broken and reset so that she resembled some sort of a crab. Another woman was wrapped <gasps> with human intestines. Another woman had her limbs removed and odd circular pieces of skin removed to resemble a human caterpillar. There was a mutilated sex change operation. Some uh, people had pieces of their face removed. There were some people who had holes drilled in their brains and wooden sticks nearby that were used to stir their brains. Ugh. There were uh, also rumors that there were dead bodies in the attic as well. Um, but that's not confirmed. So... That's that's what I got. I am nauseous. I told you. I told you. That's holy fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. Tell me they killed that woman. I don't have any good news. So, Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So so all of that shit was found, and there were there were later later on there was some um, speculation that her husband had not only been in on it, but that they were running like experiments. Uh, but that didn't, like, those rumors didn't start until the 1940s. So I don't think that was something that was actually happening. Um, some of that stuff that was listed, I don't, there's not really any proof because there there were very few, like, it was mostly word of mouth. Um, there was never a trial. So there's no, like, this actually, like, some of this happened. I can't say how much of it happened. Um, uh. Without any, any kind of certainty. Mm. Um but one of the people who entered the house to, like, break down the door and, like, help with the fire, right, was Judge Jean Francos Cano. That's a French word. I just fucked up. Here we are. Sure. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so he, following the grim discovery, questioned LaLaurie's husband about the slaves and was told by him, quote, Some people had better stay at home rather than come to others' houses to dictate laws and meddle with other people's business. That's what the husband said? That's what the husband said. So he 100% I, knew what was happening. 
would have slapped that. Yeah. Oh, that judge just slapped him. Yeah. So regardless uh. of how much he actually did to the people, he knew it was happening. Like he was a hundred percent in on it. So. Mm. So once the discovery of the abused slaves became widely known, a mob of 4,000 people from New Orleans showed up to the LaLaurie residence and demolished it with their bare hands. Like, they just came in, started burning, pulling shit down, like, breaking windows, pulling furniture out and throwing it. Like, it literally, there was nothing left of the house but the walls by the time they were done. Like, it was just torn the fuck apart. Where were... Where... Where were where where was douchebag one and douchebag two at while they trashed the place? So they saw the mob coming and they waited for like they were trying to get the sheriff to come and help and the sheriff showed up and was like I don't give a fuck. So they <laughs> <laughs> they paid their driver to take them like let's go um, and they actually went to I believe Florida and then from Florida they fled to Paris. So Damn they got it. out of the country. Fuck. Yeah. So as everything was getting torn down and this was happening, um, the slaves were actually taken to a local jail where they could get uh, medical attention, but also where members of the public could see them. So people came by and were like, I can't believe somebody actually did this to another person. Like, in their minds, it was like, yeah, it's a slave, but like, you don't fucking do that. So they showed up and they looked and they saw and they went, oh, God. And then that's how the mob got started. Several weeks after the evacuation of the mansion, local newspapers actually reported that at least two of the slaves that had been removed had died from their injuries. At least two. Possibly more, but at least two confirmed dead. It also added, quote, We understand that in digging in the yard, bodies have been disinterred and the, uh, condemna- and, and the condemned well having been uncovered other, particularly that of a child, were found. So two bodies were found, one in the well, which is assumed to have been uh, Leah, the little girl that fell from the roof and died. And another one, we're not sure who that was, but there were at least two bodies that were uncovered that were just buried. Delphine LaLaurie's life after the fire in 1834 is not well documented. Um, We know that she fled during the violence to Paris. Um, she actually, there were a few letters written between her and one of her daughters that still lived in the U.S. that she said she still wanted to come back to the, to the U.S. and she wanted to move back to New Orleans. And all of her children were like, that's a bad fucking idea. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, some of the younger kids had no idea what was going on. They didn't understand why they had to flee and they didn't understand why their mom was like, yeah, let's go back. And then the other siblings were like, don't, don't do that. Um... Which is kind of fucked up. I mean, like, it's good that the kids didn't know, but it's also like, ah. That woman had spawns. Like, ah. Yes. Uh. Yeah. 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 Um, so there is a coppered plate in Alley 4 of the St. Louis Cemetery, number one, St. Louis Cemetery number one, uh, that reads, it's in French, but translated it reads, Madame LaLaurie Boring, um, Mary Delphine McCarty died in Paris December 7th, 1842 at the age of 62, is what the placard says. Mm -hmm. But according to the French archives of Paris, she died in Paris on December 7th, 1849. So that doesn't make sense. Those don't match up. Uh, No, not at all. No, not, not even close. The years are wrong. The age is wrong. Some people believe that she actually returned to New Orleans under a false name and started accruing slaves again. 
Um, but we didn't hear anything else about her murdering anyone else. So I would assume that that's not true. There are very few female serial killers and she's one of the only ones during that time. Nah. So regardless of where she ended up, her body has never been like discovered and like, okay, she's dead. Here's here she is. Ooh, but she's obviously dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I mean, she's, I mean, obviously she's dead now. She has to be. Uh, absolutely yes, several centuries. absolutely yeah she's Oof. dead so we, so we can we can confirm that now at yeah, least yeah can confirm she's, she's dead oh, i hope i hope her slaves that she mutilated are doing to her what they what she did to them i kind of yeah, hope, hope she's she's not having a good time i really I hope, hope she is not, not having a good I time hope she, yeah Woo. sick and so twisted the, bitch yeah it 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 is not a good time it's not a good time i found out um like, I couldn't watch American Horror Story because it, like, some of the, like, torture shit just fucks with me too much. Mm. Um, and there's actually a character called Madame Delphine LaLaurie oh. in one of the seasons. And her torture room is in that fucking show. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Thanks, American Ooh. Horror Story. Yeah, thank you so much. Ooh. <laughs> so the original LaLaurie mansion did not survive the mob assaults in 1834. Uh, and it actually sat ruined and burned for at least another four years after. It was rebuilt by uh, Pierre Trastor after 1838 and was used as a public high school. Uh, it was used as a conservatory of music, an apartment building, a refuge for young delinquents. That one's my favorite. Um, a bar, a haunted bar, a haunted themed bar, uh, a oh. furniture store, and a luxury apartment building, as well as a private residence. A lot of businesses went in and out of this place, and I'm very a lot curious of as, went in to, and out. as to why it went through so many businesses. Oh, let me tell you. I do also have to let you know, in April of 2007, right after Hurricane Katrina, Nicolas Cage bought the house for $3.45 million. He owned it okay. until he filed for bankruptcy in 2009. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. He was doing great, and then he bought this fucking place, and then he was not doing great. Oh, it's cursed. Oh. Ooh. So trouble just seems to be a part of the life for anyone who owns this house. Uh, there was one person that owned the house and then after a short period of time in the house has like spent the rest of his life in an asylum. Oh, my God. Another oh person my God. Uh, slipped into a coma for the rest of his life after a bar fight. Oh, my God. So this, this place is not a good place. Um. Now we're on to the hauntings. Thanks for bearing with me. It's been a fucking time. Jeez. So, I'm so emotionally exhausted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when the place was rebuilt, also, it was rebuilt as a three-story place instead of a two-story. So if you ever, like, see pictures of it, there's three stories, not two. But when uh, Madame right. Lori had it, it was just two. So, so are the ghosts, like, walking it through the floors and floating and shit? No, thankfully. Uh, thankfully, Okay, no. okay. No. Those are the worst. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, if it was taller and then suddenly it's smaller, that's I know, that's not my jam. Nope. Ooh. So there are constant footsteps all throughout this place, all the time. All the time. On the second floor where the slave quarters were, there can you can hear moaning and crying, um, uh. which is not great. You can also hear that underneath some of the floors, like uh, between the first and second floor. Like if you're 
sleeping on the second floor. It's like underneath your bed is what it sounds like uh, in some of the rooms because there are rumors, rumors, this is not confirmed, that she would um, tie or sew people's mouth shuts and put them underneath the floorboards uh, in the bedrooms. Um, so that's not confirmed, but uh, it lines are. up. Here it lines are. up. Yeah. Uh, um, as soon as people like walk into this place, they experience feelings of dread and terror and just like dark shit, which is not a surprise. Oh, here we are. Um, so someone who lived in the house, they had kids and their kids told them, okay, something's bad here. We smell burning what they could not like the words they didn't have. It smells like burning flesh. They couldn't oh. use those words because they're children. Um, and they, they would hear the dragging of chains across the floor, and they would oh, hear... Oh, um, Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Cold chills. And uh, they would hear that moaning and crying from, like, rooms upstairs, and then they would also hear uh, scratching on the floorboards under their bed. Like, like nails scratching. So that's cool. Um, so then, in 1894, this place was uh, turned into apartments. And one of the tenants was actually brutally murdered in his apartment. Uh, Somebody came in, went through all of his shit, but didn't take anything. So they came into his house, just went through all of his shit to make it look like they were looking for something or that they were stealing and then just killed him. Oh. So that's not great. Um, When his neighbors were asked about like, hey, did anybody want to hurt him? Like was somebody, was he talking about somebody like trying to like following him or anything like that? They said, oh, no, but he's been having, like, crazy problems with, like, the spirits in his house. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, That just means he was talking about, like, things are in here with me. Like, something's here. Something's making noise. I don't know what's happening. That kind of thing. Like, man, stuff's just really weird. Oh, so he was hearing shit in the house. Yep. And And he commented on that before he died. Yep. Yep. Nice. Very nice. Yep. Uh, So another incident that happened in the same like set of apartments, um, there was a dock worker who was coming home from work and he walks in um, and he goes to go up the stairs and he gets like halfway up and he looks up like from the stairs like up and he sees this mountain of a man, like really just big, tall, wide black man uh, standing on the stairs bound in chains And he's like, what the fuck? Who are you? What is happening? Why are you here? Are you okay? Get out of my way. Like all of the emotions that you would go through seeing a giant of a man (laughs) standing in front of you, right? Um, So he starts yelling at the dude and he's like, get the fuck out of my way. What is this? Like the guy doesn't even look like he acknowledges him. So the dock worker is like, that's fucking stupid and goes to like push him and falls through the guy. And the guy just disappears. Didn't say a word. Didn't move. Nothing. I hate this So, so much. This is this is terrible. Ooh. Yeah, this is, a, this is a bad place. This is a really bad place. Okay, so do you, do you know what the Reconstruction era is like after the Civil War? Were they reconstructed? Yeah, like literally, it was let's put the country back together after we like fought each other. So uh, during the Reconstruction era, uh, right after the Civil I nailed War, it. You did. You did great. I'm so proud. <laughs> uh, so the the mansion was used as a primary school for African American girls. So it was an all-girls school, and they were all black girls in the LaLaurie Mansion. Oh, (laughs) my God. Oh, my fucking God. Shortly after, they they had this fucking great idea, and they were like, yeah, let's do this. So shortly after this, the girls started to report physical assaults very quickly after. So 
the girls would come up to their teachers and they'd be like crying and the teachers were like sweetie what's wrong and they would like roll up their sleeves and almost every single one of them would have bruised scratched forearms like they were bleeding and it looked like somebody had fucking grabbed them like full hand around them it wasn't just like a little bruise it was like all the way around their arm holy shit Uh and they would say who did this to you and the girls would always say that woman every time so of course fucking terrifying right because these these aren't like middle school or high school kids these are like elementary like primary school children oh these are like five six seven year old kids poor babies nobody nobody is gonna fucking tell them hey there was a psycho that murdered black people in this place before why don't you fuck with your teachers like nobody is gonna do that to those kids no they would have never heard it so it's not like they could make it up and just like fuck with the the teachers or with each other like no not a good time not okay Ooh, ooh, okay uh so you remember me telling you about the little girl leah right yes tours are not held inside the mansion um it's a private residence so you can't go in but you can like stand on the street and look at it right people have called the police about a little girl that fell from the roof oh my god of course nobody's there um sometimes on tours when people are like going around uh new orleans they'll get to like the street right across or the like across the street from the mansion and they'll talk about leah and sometimes the gas lamps will flicker or sometimes the lights in front will flicker or you'll like hear a giggle or uh in one case there was a guide that was talking about leah like telling the story and she felt um, she had like a shoulder bag and she felt like a tug on her shoulder bag. And of course she's in New Orleans. So she was like, you motherfucker, you're trying to steal from me. Like turned around to see who is near her thinking that somebody was trying to pickpocket her. Nobody was there. So then she turns mm. back around to like continue her story, says the kid's name again and gets like a hard jerk on her, on her thing. Like enough that everybody in front of her, who she was talking to was like, what the fuck just pulled on your thing? Like what just happened? Damn. Yeah. So that's kind of wild. Wild. <sighs> So, the only good thing that I have, uh, Madame LaLaurie's spirit does not haunt this house. She's not here. So, that's good. That's great. I'm down for that. Um, Really? No. What? She is there. Not in the mansion. Yes, she is. She was grabbing those girls. Okay, yeah. All right. They don't see her there now. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They don't, like, see her apparition. Um, She's actually seen more often walking around St. Louis Cathedral. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, she she's, is. She's there. And she, she actually used to worship there consistently. Yeah, so I said. Which is gross. It's gross. Because of me. the shit she was fucking doing right. on, the, on the DL. Ugh. Oh, I mean, you just say enough Hail Marys, it goes away, right? Mm. According to the, pay enough. <sighs> and you, that's how the Catholics work. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's fine. We're not here for that. <gasps> so, people working to renovate the place so uh well let's let's back up so when Nicolas cage lived there right because he actually like owned the bitch and would like stay in it right um, <laughs> okay so he he was like okay i'm gonna write a horror novel and that's why i bought the place because he, he heard the story and was like that's fucking cool uh bought the place moved in idiot oh uh, my god he had a uh a woman who like lived on the grounds lives i guess still technically lives on the grounds um, and she's like the caretaker of the property. Her name is Carol Williams. So Carol 
would sometimes send her daughter in the house to, like, clean. Um, so after Nicolas Cage got up in the morning, he would, like, go do whatever he was doing and, like, leave. And this girl's daughter would come in and, like, clean the house. And she would make the bed, like, Nick Cage's bed, which is so funny to me. Uh, she would come in and make the bed. And she would leave for a little while. And then she would come back. And there would be a body print outline on the cover, like, on the comforter. And she'd no. go, that's not what I wanted. And then shake the comforter out and then put it back down, leave the room for a little while, come back, and that same fucking body print was there. Ugh, I don't like that. Stop. Um, I can't. Ugh. So uh, that's that's fun. And then there were, like, the phones are really weird. Um, they'll, like, the house, when no one's at the house, Carol will get a phone call f- to her cell phone from the house phone. When no one is there. Like, it just calls her cell phone. And there's, like, nobody on the other end if she answers. Bruh. Yeah. That's not how any of this fucking... No. What? I don't like that one. No. I don't like it. That that means that the ghost has to know her fucking cell phone number. Yep. Yeah, it sure does. And she lives on the property, like, in a little adjacent house. So it's like, ah, something's wrong. Give Carol a call. What? They didn't... They didn't have, did they have telephones? Do they know how to use a fucking modern day telephone? What? Apparently they do. So they're intelligent. Ah, cool. We, uh, the last thing that I have for you is the, the current owner, uh, is a gentleman from Texas, uh, big wig from Texas. Uh, he had the place completely gutted and renovated. Like the whole thing, just make it look nice. No expense spared. Make it look nice. So people who are working on the renovation of the mansion, they noticed that, like, when they first started, there was a, a few doors in the place that would just, like, creak open by themselves. I would just, just open. Just, that know. happens. Um, and yeah. they're like, oh, I mean, this is a fucking old place, right? They also saw, like, there was a faucet in one of the down, like, first floor bathrooms that would just turn on by itself. And they were like, eh, that one's a little, like, weirder, but, you know, I mean, it's old. Uh, old house, it's fine. It's fine. Right? Yeah. Cats, so, whatever. They replaced the plumbing. Still happens. They took those doors off the hinges, had a carpenter level them more than once. Still happens. So that's cool. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, The new owner doesn't have any, like, crazy stories. Um, He doesn't really talk about it because he just keeps it as, like, a a fancy, like, I'm in New Orleans, I'm going to party kind of house. But... That is the LaLaurie Mansion and uh, America's female serial killer that is a fucking psychopath. It was bad. I hate it. Thank you. You're welcome. It was really bad. It was really bad. I had to do my notes during the middle of the day because I knew it was going to be really bad. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to do that. That's okay. Uh, normal serial killers don't fuck with me, but like some of the shit that she did, like torture, I'm not about. Like serial killers are one thing, torture not is not, is not my shit. Nope. Nope. I mean, yeah. I hope it's Ooh. not anybody's shit, but okay. God, no. If it is, get some help. Please go to a doctor. <sighs> Therapy. Please go to a doctor. <sighs> Maybe get on some medicine. Like, it's okay. Or electroshock therapy. Yeah. I mean, no. But, like, no. Maybe? You, like, low-grade yeah. electroshock therapy. Yeah. Electroshock therapy today is not what it was. That's true. That's very true. It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whew. Okay. So yeah, there we go. That was that was my phone um, time. Thanks for coming. That was my phone. Um, that was a little heavy. Yeah. Um, I have to go to bed now. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Thanks. You're welcome. I couldn't eat lunch for several hours. So. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's cool. That's why cool. I ate my brownies during your story. I stopped eating my peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, gonna I'm just gonna force this one yes, shut. Please. So, uh, be sure to check us out on our website at. HauntHerIBarelyKnowHer.com. We have a contact page where you can drop a suggestion. If you have, I guess everyone really liked the um, yes, the lake episode. So if you have some spooky places you want to suggest, just Please. spooky in general, like weird theory, rabbit hole bullshit, just sure. Give me. Just bring it on. I guess if you want it, drop it. Like Hell if you yeah. want us to cover it, hit us up. Uh, also, if you get any spooky stories, be sure to drop those off as well. You can also hit us up on our social medias at twitter and instagram at h-h-i-b-k-h podcast i'm on instagram zoe's on twitter what's up we're there yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yep it is what it is uh life's crazy life's mm-hmm. life's starting back up with covid so Woo! It, it do what it be okay great uh thank you thank you very much yeah. um until next time haunt her i barely know her or any of those people from savannah my guy was from Savannah. No, uh-huh. she was in. She was in New Orleans. My guy was in Savannah. Correct. Yes. Okay, those two different places. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Great. Yep. All right. <sighs>